This is Jesse Bergen from Diabology, and you are listening to Backstage with Spike on Anchor FM. Who is that? Welcome backstage with Spike. This is episode 82, and I am here with Dallas Dwight, guitar player extraordinaire with the band The L.A. Maybe. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, Spike? How you doing? Thanks for having me, man. Excited oh, man. to be here. Thanks for being on. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a pleasure to finally get to meet you. Yeah, likewise. Now, you guys you guys are what? Your home base is what? Down in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina? Charlotte, North Carolina. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And now you're down, but you live in South Carolina, right? Yeah, Charlotte's right on the border, so a lot of people live in, on the South Carolina side or the North Carolina side, and uh, most of us live on the South Carolina side. Oh, okay, so it's not that big of a hike when you guys got to meet for rehearsals and all that stuff, right? It's not not bad at all. I mean, we rehearse in South Carolina anyway, but yeah, it's it's my place probably about 20 minutes to downtown Charlotte. Oh, okay, that's not bad. I mean, I've interviewed a few, uh, a few bands and stuff, and some of these guys got like two-hour travel time, you know? It's like it's crazy. Yeah, it can be. It can be crazy, but for us, it's pretty pretty easy. What's what's the music scene down there where you guys are? Is it pretty popping or what for for the type of music um, you play? Man, it's tough. I'm not I'm not entirely sure because we're never here. So um, it's yeah, I, I'm kind of out of touch with it, but uh, I hope it's going well. Right, because yeah. I was talking to a few people. I can't believe that like Nashville, Tennessee is becoming like a heavy metal scene. It's like it's unbelievable. Nashville's got yeah, Nashville's got all the genres, so it's uh, it's cool to see. Yeah. So you guys, you just came off from a tour. Um, you're doing the Carolinas, I guess, right? With Steel Panther. Oh, uh, that's coming up at the end of the month. We just did California with them. Yeah, California. Okay. Um, so I mean, you guys seem like you're, you know, a wild bunch yourselves. What's it like when you're together with those guys? Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome, man. We really really hit it off. Um, we see them as kind of kind of big brothers and mentors in a way. They're doing things the right way, and they're they're really nice and uh, and helpful and friendly off stage. So. It's uh, it's it's fun to see the kind of tr- the transition between the characters and the and the people themselves. Right, but that's really cool. So so you got a lot of um like shows lined up with them, huh? 
Yeah, we did three. We did uh, the Fillmore in San Francisco, which was really awesome. Uh, and that was the first time either us or Steel Panther had ever played the Fillmore. So we okay. technically played the Fillmore before them. <laughs> yeah, right. Definitely. <laughs> and then we played uh, Ace of Spades in Sacramento, which was awesome, an amazing venue. And then we played uh, Fremont Theater in uh, San Luis Obispo, which was also awesome. So it was just a, a really nice short but but awesome run of three shows. And then we have another short but awesome run coming up at the end of January. We'll be at uh, Piedmont Hall in Greensboro, North Carolina on the 27th. House of Blues in Myrtle Beach, the 28th, and then our hometown show, the Fillmore, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, on the 29th. So that's going to be a fun kind of hometown, you know, bash for us, for sure. Very cool. So let me get a question. I'm sure a lot of people want to know. So, like, when you guys are, you know, done playing, is it like, you know, a wild mania scene, or are you guys pretty much laid back and just, you know, chill out, watch TV? Yeah, we're all pretty chill, man. Sometimes, you know, some things can happen, but it's um, it's it's pretty chill most of the time. For me, it's all the time, but yeah, yeah. No, I think a lot of stuff that too is that, like you think about it, like you know, twenty, twenty-five years ago, going around and you know, busting up shit and all that crazy, you know, what everybody felt they needed to do is the lifestyle. Nowadays, man, with it's so easy to get pegged and sued and having to pay for shit, you know. Yeah, and there's phones everywhere, and it's just also just like not cool. Like, yeah, don't throw the TV out so the custodian <laughs> has to clean it up. You know, yeah, that type of stuff. That's full but, of. Uh, yeah, we had someone, uh, our, our other guitar player's dad was there at one of the shows, and he was backstage hanging out, and he was just kind of like, this is this is way more chill than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> We're just like all sitting there on our phones, like not talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, still, I still remember, though, as a kid, um, I mean, I grew up in New York, so like we used to play uh, CBGBs, and right. right next to CBGBs was a place called Gildersleeves. You had to play that first. If you passed... You know, the muster there, then they let right. you play then on a shitty Sunday, you know, and you worked your way up the yep. ladder. So we're playing now right next door to that used to be the food line for the for the homeless and stuff. And my parents out of all the gigs I ever played, all I ever did, they never came to see me play. Well, my mother and father decided to come and see me play at Gildersleeves with, nice. with the homeless line for the soup going like past the doorway. And uh -huh. there's my father with his sport coat, you know, with the uh, the patches on the elbows. My mother's yep. got her fur coat on. <laughs> You gotta be shitting me. And my father's yeah. like, this is really what you want to do with your life? I'm like, well, I'm hoping it gets better, Dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping it gets better for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, I've had similar similar situations like that. But these these shows were uh, were really great. Yeah, before a show, we're usually pretty chill, getting in the zone. After a show, we're a little more loose, but right. still, still pretty relaxed, you know? Dude, I've been watching a lot of your videos and film footage and stuff. I mean, that, you guys got something crowded. It's awesome. A lot, oh, yeah. of these, a lot of these bands I interview, you know, I really feel bad. And, like, they kick ass. They're doing a great job. But, you know, they're still playing these club on a, clubs on a Wednesday night in front of, like, 10 people. You know, it's, like, it's kind of yeah, disheartening, part, uh, you know? It's part of the, the gig, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you got to cut your teeth, you know? Really, really no way around it, I think. Yeah. But, um, so you came back from the U.K. How was that? Yeah, the U.K. was good. We went twice last year. We did May. And uh, for a few days, and then we did December for about two and a half weeks. Very and uh, cool. it was really cool, man. It was really fun to be to be over there and experience all that and, and do all the shows and stuff. It was cold, though. And that country is having a little issues right now with um, uh, energy crisis and all that stuff. So it can't really afford heat in a lot of places. So we're sound checking, like seeing our breath in a lot of rooms. And that was super annoying. But wow. other than that, 
it was uh, it was all good. And playing guitar, I've done a few outside, you know, shows and stuff. Like your fingers don't want to move, you know, everything's yeah, stiffening hands, up. Hands are just totally numb in one of those gigs. They're just completely numb. Once you start moving and, and jumping around and stuff, your body gets a little a little warmer, but it's still uh, it's still pretty intense. So do they do things different there, like as far as when you go to a club, say in the UK, whatever? Do they is it anything different about it? We ran across some differences that we were told are just how it's done over there. And then we were told by other people, I've never seen that ever. So we were like, okay. So, but by and large, I think now it's pretty much, pretty much the same as here, you know, 80%. Yeah. When you go overseas at X, other bands and stuff too, do you bring your equipment or do you get your back line when you get there? Uh, the only thing we really need is a drum kit because all of us on the front line play direct. So it's, uh, we just travel with a backpack and it's fine. Oh, okay. And we do that and we do that in the U.S. too. So it's not just because we're going overseas, but right. that's a nice book. Uh, but yeah, so we have an endorsement with Duelist Drums, and they built us a nice drum kit we keep over there, and um, they, uh, you know, shuttle it to us or whatever, and then we then we bring it around to where we need to go. Very cool. I mean, getting sidetracked now, minute. You were talking about like the way you guys go direct. You know, I know uh, Abby K does that too. Um, you know, back in my day, I'm definitely older than you, and you know, you had to show up, and you know, you had to at least have a half a stack. You know, what I'm saying to look like, you know, and then yeah. people got to the point of like, you know what, fuck that crap. I got to load this thing in my car. I got to get this there, and then you know, you're playing on two anyway, and then you're going to the you know the sound system. So yep. a lot of what well, you use like a Kempler or something, or do you just? Yeah, I have I have a Kemper in my studio. We use the Neural DSP Quad Cortex. We have two of those across the front. Okay, and then our, our bass player just uses a Tech Twenty One Sansamp. But uh, yeah, yeah, Steel Panther is all direct as well, so it's, it makes for a really easy, a really easy thing with with a lot of space on stage. You can run around and, and move around <laughs> yeah. and have some fun without all these amps crowding up your your area. You know, I've I've always hated that. The stage volume's always really manageable, always good. Anytime we have an amp on stage, the stage volume just gets out of control, and you just you can't hear anything after the gig, and it's just like, oh, that was that was definitely permanent damage there. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's just the mix is never as good. The sound guy's always telling you to turn it down. So we just we found that. Um, just ditching the amps entirely is, is better across the board in, in pretty much every way. So we uh, we love doing that. Right. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, like I said, I see sound systems even too. I know, uh, you know, these PA systems now, you know, my, my buddy, he's got a PA system that's like, you could basically like fit it in a duffel bag. You know what I'm saying? The thing yeah. is like 2,000 watts. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everything's uh, getting more convenient is kind of the goal, I think. So I got to ask you a question. When you're over in the UK, how is the food? Be honest. Uh, the food was fine. We <laughs> we ate. You know, we're on a budget. We eat a lot of like Burger King and stuff. Yeah, but uh, the food's fine. Yeah, there's some good stuff and some bad stuff, like anywhere I imagine. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was all fine. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I mean you, that's what's cool about like you go to McDonald's. McDonald's is McDonald's. You know, what I'm saying no matter where you go. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. They offer some different things uh, over there and, and stuff like that, but. Um, it's it's still you know still McDonald pretty consistent, so there but they have a lot of stuff that we have and then they have they don't have a lot of stuff that we have so right and right, the ones right. that you have always surprise me like they have Burger King and KFCs everywhere it's like why do you pick those two there's so many better <laughs> yeah better right where's the Taco Bell from. man what the hell yeah yeah they may have had a Taco Bell I don't remember but uh, they definitely have lots of McDonald's and Burger King and all that stuff Taco Bell for five bucks man you could fill yourself up like like to no end it's awesome Yo quiero Taco yeah Bell. for sure so I want to ask you a question um. The origin of the band's name, what's behind that? The L.A. Maybe. You guys are from South Carolina playing Australian-type rock. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? I'm curious. Because lately, because in the, in the beginning of the band, everybody, 
or nobody had an opinion. And then lately, for like the past year, everyone has had the same incorrect opinion. So I'm interested really? in what you Okay, first of all, I do like the name because it, it provokes conversation and thought. It's not like, you know, you know, the death. You know what I'm saying? It's got some right, kind yeah, of like, yeah. you know, stigma to it or, or um, mystery behind it. I take it as the L.A. maybe that in other words, like um, maybe you're L.A. bound. You're going to become you're going to make it to the big time like everybody considers, you know, I guess L.A. Hollywood, you know, making it big time. I always I, I took it yeah. as that. Yeah, that's the one everyone thinks. Uh, but no, we um, it's a phrase I heard. Like, she gave me the old L.A. maybe, which is like, um, you know, uh, Angelino's typically, tip, you know, the stereotypical flaky, like can't get a response, like that kind of thing. N- not a yes, not a no, always a maybe. Right. That kind of thing. So, uh, or, or yes, unless something better comes along and then you get canceled on it and, and, you know, that kind of thing. So we, uh, yeah, we just thought it was a funny phrase. So we, we named it the L.A. maybe and we kept it at that. But yeah, everyone has been saying like, oh, maybe you'll go to L.A. Is that what it is? And I'm like, no, we'll just, if we needed to go to L.A., we'll just go to L.A. It's not, it's <laughs> not like, it's not like Mars. Like yeah, it's, it's not that far. <laughs> We've been to L.A. a few times. It's like it's unattainable. I get it. But yeah, that's yeah. what I took it as. It's like, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, Westwood bound, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, that right. type of thing I, I took it as. But either way, it's a cool name. And like you said, though, it makes, you know, it's, it's. It's something to, um, I got to put like it has mystery behind it, you know? Yeah. I do like that the more I think about it though, because we do have kind of that LA sound. So it's like, maybe these guys are from LA, but they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, your first release now, I know you guys have been together probably a while, right? Um, but your first release came out in 2021. When did you guys first form? Oh, like August in the pandemic, 2020. Okay. But um, what I really thought is interesting, and I, when I came across this, I wanted to talk to you about it. You have three albums out, I noticed, but the three albums are kind of the same. And you have the one album is out, and then you have the one with the extras, like the acoustic version and stuff. And I love, and tell me with the idea behind it, you have the album out again, but just as an instrumental. That's really yeah, cool. Oh, I see, I see, That's I see really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we we had a lot of people asking us to use instrumentals in like videos and YouTube videos and stuff like that. And I kept having to send it to them. And I was like, well, I might as well just release this and, and get paid for it. So like we just released them. And, and now anyone's welcome to use the instrumentals and stuff. And it'll automatically monetize it for us and stuff. Very cool. But um, yeah, it's just something uh, I thought I thought would be cool. You know, uh, I like a lot of bands that do that. And so uh, I figured, you know, well, we could release this too. Won't hurt us. So, right. Sure. Well. Yeah. Just just yeah. put it out again. Um without the vocals but that's great though because it's also good advertisement for you like if i put out a video of me you know dirt bike racing on a weekend and i want to put your music to it you know people yeah. are going to see that and they go even if they don't like the video like man what a cool song who are these guys the la maybe let's check them out you know yeah you can easily it just gives it's just more flexibility right you can use the instrumental you can blend it with the other one and fade in and out you can do all sorts of stuff so very cool very i thought that was when i saw i saw it i got three albums out and i'm starting to check them out and i'm like wait a second it's the same album I'm like oh this is really cool idea very different yeah. and cool yeah for sure uh typically you see that with like metal bands or really progressive bands because their music's so intricate um, that sometimes the vocals can sit on top of that and then you miss a lot of the intric- intricacies. Right. Uh, but with our stuff, you know, we just thought it was cool. So we're taking a page out of their book, but we don't have the same necessity they do, but we still thought it was cool. So Very cool. So, brother, I want to play one of your songs here. Um, your newest one out, Down to Fight. What could you tell me about that? Yeah, that's our newest, uh, our newest single. It came out a couple months ago, maybe. I think we were on the Kiss Cruise when it came out. And um, yeah, it's just a fun song. It's all about aggression and, and attitude and all that stuff. We shot a really crazy music video that goes along with it where we um, 
set a couch on fire and chainsaw through it and all just, just all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. And uh, it's it's a really fun video. You got to check it out for sure. But it's a, it's a good up tempo kind of aggressive song. We played at uh, the Fremont Theater, like I was talking about in San Luis Obispo. And for the first time ever in an LA Maybe show, there was a circle pit to this song. So <laughs> very cool. Yeah. All right. So without any further ado, we're going to play Down to Fight from the LA Maybe. Awesome. Listen, I got to ask you a question. I love, I'm, I'm a, a bit of an audiophile and I know a lot of my audience is, um, where'd you guys record? Uh, so that's a fun, a fun topic for me. Cause we record everything ourselves. 
Excellent. So we use our own our own home studios and our own and our uh, own places to do it. So Dirty Damn Tricks was all recorded in an apartment, and all the vocals were done in a closet in the apartment. <laughs> and um, and then for Down to Fight, I, I now have my studio in South Charlotte. So we did the vocals down there, and then we did you know the recording and stuff down there, and, and mm-hmm. drums at uh, my friend's house in, in Columbia and in South Carolina. And yeah, we, we do everything ourselves. We do all the editing, all the recording, all the everything. And then when it's all ready to go, we send it off to our friend in Germany and he does the final mix and master and then, and then it's done. So it's, um, uh, it's a really easy process for us. We have essentially unlimited time, which is a blessing and a curse. Right. And, um, <laughs> yeah, know, but it's, it's nice. Talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice, easy, easy way to do things on our, on our terms. And we don't have to sit there with a engineer who doesn't care about what we're doing while we pay him, you know, 150 an hour. Yeah. That's a, yeah, so, I was gonna say. yeah. So we do everything ourselves. We've been, we've been engineers, you know, for 15 years, most of us. So it's, it's easy to do. Well, I know it's been funny cause I always ask that topic. Like I said, this is my 82nd show. I must've asked it 72 times Mm -hmm. you know where do you record studio at home and a lot of people record at home but um you now and um oh i'm gonna say uh malice 213 there's a couple of other guys that they do all the recording themselves but then they send it off to somebody else with fresh ears to do the mixing and the mastering yeah sure just kind of makes sense yeah because then you get into that stuff, that's, you know, the bass player thinks, oh, I'm not loud enough, you know, and the guitar players, like, uh, you know, and you get into that whole crap. Sometimes right. it's good to have somebody, like, you know, outside the, the box there to decide, you know, how, to, how this is going to go. But your stuff is excellent. I mean, I love your music, but, I mean, the recording quality is top-notch, too. You guys are doing a really good job. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Yeah, we've, we've been doing it a long time, so it's, um, it's part of just who we are. So it was a natural, like, thing. We, we've tried to outsource stuff before. And it was just not as good as we could do ourselves. We're like, we'll just do it ourselves and save the money. And yeah. that, that's true. For, that's true for recording. That's true for all the graphic design because I do all that. Oh, that's, that's true great. for uh, you know, the website because I run that. It's just, it's just part. We're very DIY. We do everything ourselves, pretty much. Right, and that's great. And you do, and you save a ton of money doing it that way because it's just. Oh yeah, you know, some sure. of this stuff is insane. You know, I, I'm looking to do a video sometimes, and I'm like, oh man, I really want that. I want to buy that video clip to put that in there. You know. It's like $120 for a 10-second, like, cartoon clip. It's yep. like, get the hell out of here. You crazy? No. Yeah, for sure. You know, and then you start adding that up. It's like, it's like, it's insane. Yeah, definitely. So, I want to ask you, you guys, your obvious influences, you know, we know it's, you know, uh, um, you know, Guns N' Roses, Airborne, and, and uh, ACDC. But you guys do, I don't want to say that you sound like them because you really don't. It's definitely in that vein. It's in that style. And you guys yeah. have this knack to put your own flair to it, your own twist. It almost sounds like 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 you guys are pioneering a whole, you know, a new version of that type of sound. I just think it's it's incredible. But how'd you guys? Are you guys all on the same influences? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there's a few a few bands um, out there like us that are doing that, and um, it's it's been called the new wave of classic rock, which I think makes a lot of sense. And um, yeah, it's it's all those influences, and then it's a lot of other influences that are kind of deeper that come out in little subtle ways and stuff. But for us, we like a big a big pop hook, a big chorus that you can walk away singing, you know. So pretty much every song we have has that, and that's something that um, that's important to us as well. It really gets stuck in your head. We before we went um in the last show before we went off, or well, but we were done. Steel Panther was about to go on. They were standing in the wings. Their intro track was playing, and I was just standing there talking with them. And Michael Starr turns on his mic and and to check his ears, just his ears, it wasn't coming out of the PA. And he sings our song. Kind of, kind of, he sings one of our choruses, and he looks at me kind of weird and goes, 
it's a fucking good song, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Why not? Hey. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just laughing and he's and he's just like, Yeah, let's do this. So it was pretty funny. That's fucking awesome. That's really cool. I, I gotta say though, I mean, um I love Goliath's vocals. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, dude. It's it's a voice of, of a new generation, I think. It really is. Like I said, it's in that vein, it's in that style, but it's definitely you can't put your finger on it. It is different, and I think it's even better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've kind of you know there's there's time there now, so we can draw from a lot more. A I lot mean, more I, I'm old school. I grew up on that shit. I'm 58 years old. You know, what I'm saying, what right. am I? You know, I grew up on Grand Funk, Led Zeppelin, ACDC. Sure. You know, if you want blood, you got it. All that stuff. You know, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's one of the covers. Yep. But but other than um, you know, other guys my age who like. You know, they're still stuck in that. You know what I'm saying? They don't hear anything with the new. I like new stuff. I'm, to me, that's old and played out and I'm done with it. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, like I new stuff. Keep listening. I don't know how you could keep listening God, to the same, yeah. same music your whole life. Like, there's so much out there. You know, I like I like Back in Black, but if it comes on again, it's like I've, I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It doesn't mean I don't like it. It just means that like all a lot of my favorite bands, I don't listen to that much because I've heard them all so many times. Like my yeah. favorite band ever is Guns N' Roses. Couldn't tell you the last time I actually listened to Guns N' Roses. I might have a lot of stuff like Led Zeppelin. Like, I mean, I grew up on Zeppelin. I love that stuff, but it's like, you know, I'm I'm looking for, you know, newer stuff. You know what I'm saying? Five finger death punch at least or something newer. You know, it's like right. I can't keep going back to the same old stuff. I'll listen to it. Like, again, if I'm in your car, I'm not going to say, you know, Jesus Christ, Dallas, can you shut this off? Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. I'll listen, but I'm not putting it on by choice. You know what I'm saying? Yep, definitely. So I wanted to talk, though, you guys have opened up for some really major acts. Um, I know Black Label Society, Power Man 5000, um, uh, Kiss, which I want to ask you, too, about how that went. You did the Kiss Cruise, right? Yeah. How, how did yeah, that Kiss go? Cruise. Kiss Cruise was awesome, man. It was uh, the experience of a lifetime. For sure. I'm looking at my, uh, my Kiss lunchbox and my Kiss snow globe <laughs> that are sitting on top of my fridge right now Yeah. that we got from the cruise. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really, really cool experience, really fun Um just got to go go out to LA and, and take off from there and go down to Cabo and all that stuff and hang out on a boat with a bunch of rock stars for a few weeks right. for a week so and uh, yeah it was awesome. So did you get to rub elbows with Gene and the boys or no or not really? Um, I mean probably literally rubbed elbows with Paul Stanley because he was standing next to you know he was always standing next to me at the uh, artist viewing for the the bands and stuff and he was just always kind of around. But no those guys pretty much keep to themselves they they don't interact much yeah. Uh, but all the all the other bands we we hung out with Sebastian Bach a lot, Richie Kotzen, like all that stuff. We had a lot of fun. So right, right. But uh, so then, with that being said, like I said, and not to put you on the spot, I mean, I know you guys are, are paying your dues, and you know, when are you guys gonna stop being maybe headlining, getting somebody opening up for you? Because I think you guys are definitely you could you could be headliners for sure. We've done plenty of headline shows, but this just we don't have the clout yet, and so nobody comes. So it's not we're not ready for that yet. So it's, okay. it's a lot of support slots right now, which is way more fun because you actually get to play to people. And play with a bunch of bands you like, right? <laughs> it's true, yeah. That's, uh, so, so that's what we're gunning for this year, because yeah, we're still a little bit of ways away, unless unless we have a song take off or something, and then things could change. But that was a conversation I had with you know somebody else on the show a while ago. Uh, I think it was uh, Trace Ocio from Sincere, and we were talking about that too. It's like you know when you're up and coming and you're playing these clubs, and it's like you know there's ten bands playing, and you're on like you know second or third. That's not too bad, you know, a third or fourth. You know, but then you get to the point, it's like, well, you're going to headline. It's like, I don't want to headline because I'm not going on at 2.30 in the morning in front of three people just to say, we're headlining. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I'd rather go on fifth, like you know? Yeah, shows like that are, are not the best for sure. Right. But again, like we said before, you know, you got to pay your dues. You know, you got to do that and cut your teeth on that, you know? 
Yep. Yep. That's how it goes. What would you say is your most memorable show you did? Whether you say it was the best or, you know, you had the most fun. What do you think was your most memorable show? As far as like performing or um, like crowd or kind of how, how are we defining uh, memorable? I guess all encompassing. Like what, what if I said to you, you know, what was what was your best musical day like? What would it be? Oh, that's tough. Um, I try to stay pretty consistent so they all kind of feel the same. Uh, I'll have the occasional like not good day, but um, most most of the time it's pretty consistent. But uh, the most memorable for me, I'd say probably the Fillmore, just because it's a legendary venue. And uh, as we were walking on stage, uh, the way we got the shows was like kind of last minute. Steel Panther asked us like pretty late during the holiday break, and everyone was close. There was no poster. We were not on the marquee. There was no nobody knew we were going to be there. I got you. We were on the website. So as we're walking on stage to our intro, some guy in the front row shouts, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> And that was funny. Oh, man. We turned yeah. him around quick. There you go. You made made him a fan. Oh, yeah. I just I just saw a video, and it really got me upset. It really got me pissed off, just to sidetrack here for a second. Um, there's a band that uh, I'm friends with called the Rum Kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were three, ple- uh, yeah, three, three please. Yeah, three-piece female band from South Korea. Yeah. And um, they just did a show... Uh, I think in India, they're on tour now in India. And um, uh, Yuan is the uh, singer and the guitar player. And she's talking to the crowd. And somebody just threw like a full like pint cup of beer in her, at, at her on the stage and cracked her in the face with it. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's like, wow. It's like, I, I can't fathom that. I'm like, I mean, and then she goes on, you know, the girl, she's a pro and she kept talking and then she, you know, went back to playing. I mean, I would have been a crowd like going crazy on this guy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I can't believe that something like that happened to them. Yeah, you hear stories like that. And I guess you play enough shows, stuff like that's going to happen for sure. I mean, we used to play CBGBs and we would go on stage. They would have the Sunday Slam Fest, which was all the um, the skinheads, all like the punk stuff. And we had long hair down to our waist playing, you know, speed metal and shit. And, right. you know, these guys would sometimes hang around and like they didn't want they didn't, you know, the moment they saw our head, they didn't like us. You know what I'm saying? Who's throwing yeah. ashtrays or beer bottles? All that type of shit used to happen. It's like, uh, what was that? The Blues Brothers when they're playing Bob's Country Bunker, you know? Yeah, that <laughs> stuff doesn't happen play. so much anymore, I don't think. Yeah. It feels a lot more inclusive and everybody's kind of more accepting of everybody else it's right so place, on along huh? that same vein then can you remember what, what would you say was your most disappointing show or biggest disaster uh this would be easier if i had my guys here with me we could probably go on for days but um <laughs> off the top of my head i don't i don't remember there being any there's nothing there hasn't been anything like too crazy we've right. been fortunate nothing stands out as um as too bad i mean we've had some bad shows short but uh right um yeah, I don't think anything was was terrible. There were some UK shows that weren't great. Right, London was London was pretty bad. We played a tiny little venue. Oh yeah, and um, we asked the lady for some water and like, is, is there any way we get some water on stage or something? And she was like, Yeah, there's a store down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and we say Italian, Bafango, go fuck yourself. We asked the guy where the green room was so we could change and stuff, and he just points to the corner of the room and goes, Just do it there. <laughs> I got, like, all right. <laughs> I got changed once in a kitchen. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can all that stuff for sure. We change in our trailer all the time, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember staying there by the, the freaking deep fat Friday getting changed. Oh, man. All right, so listen, uh, we're going to play another song, Oh Sugar. What's the story from that? You got any kind of background you could give us on that? 
Uh, it's just my favorite off Dirty Damn Tricks, and it's probably one of the catchier ones, and it's the one that Michael Starr was singing so to himself before he went on stage. So let's, <laughs> let's listen to it. Michael Starr approved. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is O Sugar.
right, Dow. So I got to ask you a question. Sure. In the group, there's there's always there's always like one guy that's sort of maybe the the funny man or the troublemaker, and there's one that's the voice of reason. You got that going on. You have that dynamics. Um, yeah, I think we all play probably both of those at, at different points. So it kind of gets passed around for sure. There's not like one of each, you know, more more serious than the others. But uh, yeah, we kind of just it all it all trades off for sure. All right, so definitely off stage, you guys are pretty much a mellow bunch then, huh? Yeah, we're pretty chill, man. Pretty chill, especially me. I'm pretty laid back and uh, and quiet on the road. Right, right. That's a good way to yeah. be. Maintain my energy so I can give it all on stage and not off stage. <laughs> so you have now. I know you mentioned it earlier. You got three shows coming up the end of this month that you're gonna be doing with uh, Steel Panther. Um, yep. What what's the plans for 2023? You got anything else on the docket like that you guys want yeah, to take care of? Yeah, we're finishing up. Uh, we're finishing up number two, and uh, we finished up another song last night. So we're going to keep working on that, and um, uh, we'll see about having that done, maybe mid year, not released, but done. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see where we go. There's there's a lot up in the air for 2023. So there's no no concrete plans yet, but uh, we'll definitely be around for sure. Very cool. So on that subject, though, do you have a main, like, how do you guys come up with your music? Is there a main songwriter? Do you guys, like, jam and come up with ideas and then cultivate no, that? No, never really, never really jam. It's almost always starts with me, or sometimes I'll, and I'll either have a seed or a full, complete song. Um, like, uh, Oh Sugar, Mr. Danger, um, uh, When I'm Gone, those were all, like, full, complete songs that I just came to the band with. Others, others all have little bits of ideas, and we'll kind of work them out over time, but, um, most of the time, yeah, it starts with me, and and now more now it's becoming more me and uh, and and Drizzle, our other guitar player, kind of handle it together. All right, very cool. So as far as that goes, so I'm I'm I guess you're pretty open. You bring a song though too, and and everybody wants to put their input or tweak it a little bit. You know that's okay, right? Yeah, as long as it, as long as it makes it better, we're we're all for whatever makes it better. Right. All right, brother. Real quick, I know you pressed for time, but before you go, you want to play a game? Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. It's called the yes and no game. I'm going to ask you random questions. You have to choose yes or no. You can't say pass. You can't, like, you know, be wishy-washy. Okay. You don't have to explain your answer. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. Okay, let's do it. Okay. The word appetizes. No. <laughs> uh, salt scrub soap. Yeah. Okay. I don't like, It makes my hands greasy. I don't like that stuff. I know it's got moisturized, but I don't know. Then everything's greasy. I beat my sandwich after this. It's greasy. There you go. The term, that's bussin'. No, definitely not. <laughs> Seven-string guitars. Uh, yeah, sure. I have an eight-string and a seven-string. All right. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know about eight. I never tried one, but seven seven's it's my a, limit, I think. It's, it's a beast of a guitar. <laughs> How about Indian food? Um. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's a little more towards the maybe, but yeah. Not on the road, though. Not on the road. Not a good idea. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be by home base. Nah, home base, exactly. How about bluegrass music? Um, For me, probably more of a no, but I but I do enjoy some of it, for sure. All right. Uh, bow ties? No. Non-rocker chicks? Uh, yeah, sure, definitely. Yep. Uh, distortion? God, I'm Ready. sorry. I've met all the rocker chicks. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I don't. I don't think like people's musical taste like is a, a prerequisite for like you know. No, thinking, not at all. Think you want to be with a chick or not? That's just that's just part of part of it. Not yeah. all. Of it. How about distortion on bass? Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, how about samples, drum samples? Sure, yeah. yeah. You know, that was a big discussion. I asked that question a couple of times, and a, you know, a few musicians like, absolutely not, no way. I'm like, it's just a trigger, dude. The drum is still playing. And then they have, I go, and don't. Then they have, and then they have samples all over their album, and they don't even know it. <laughs> yeah. Or the best part is, don't you use a distortion box? Don't you have a delay? Don't you have, yeah, uh, you know? Is when uh, is when artists are like, we want just like a raw no sample drum sound like this and then they send the most sampled drum sound ever and it's like what what like you clearly have no idea what you're about, dude. Exactly. No, all, all, we have one rule in the studio and that's make it sound good we don't yeah. care how good yeah use you know use whatever weapons you have available to make it the best yeah for sure um english food um no all right uh smart water yeah Okay. Not any smarter. Drink a lot of it. <laughs> um, all right. You may not know what this is. If not, I'll explain it to you. <laughs> um, heavy metal uh, or goth Crocs? Like the shoe? Yeah. Have you seen those? The Crocs and people put yeah, yeah, studs yeah, in have, on it. Oh, yeah. I have a couple like normal pair of Crocs. I'm going to say no to that, though. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of people listening to the show that are going to be freaking out over that. <laughs> Okay, how about cycling, like riding bicycles? Um, I love, like, a stationary bike, but I don't love going out and actually biking. Right, so, so I don't picture with, you with the, with the skin-tight, like, spandex and the bicycle yeah, helmet and all that. That's right. the case. No, no. <laughs> sure. Uh, gigging at small clubs. Um, yeah, I guess it's part of the part of the thing, you know? But yeah, if I if I could just do arenas, I wouldn't do small clubs. But <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but it's not really an option right now. So yeah, clubs right. I guess are. All right, we got only three left. Here we go. You ready? Ready. Facebook. No, not for me. I have to have it, and I run our band page. But other than that, I wouldn't have it. Yep. And I'm never on mine. How about religion? Um, nah, not for me. All right, and the last one, Fig Newtons. Oh, uh, yeah, Fig Newtons can be good. I grew up having those. Dude, Fig Newton, I don't know if you're a scotch or a whiskey drinker like me, but Fig Newtons and scotch goes perfect. Trust ah, me. that's good pairing, yeah. Nice. Trust me. The figs and the scotch, people are like, are you out of your fucking... Like, no, no, dude, it's figs. It's, it's, yeah, trust me, yeah. That's have awesome. that with a nice single malt scotch, dude, it's money, and especially if you have a good cigar going, too. Forget about there it. There you go. The trifecta. There you go. Well, that, was, that was the yes and no game. Thank you very much for playing. Love it. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. So before we go, um, listen, uh, I mean, you guys are everywhere. You got your own website too, right? I'm sure. Yeah, lamaybe.com. All right. Um, so listen, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, you guys are fantastic. Uh, like I said, I know you said you guys aren't ready yet, but you guys should be headlining yourselves, man. You definitely, it, it's an awesome show. I've watched your videos. I've been listening to, the, to your music. Um, if you ever come down to the Florida area, I got to come and check you guys out. We'll be at uh, the Tampa Hard Rock in March. Okay. Tam- Tampa's about three and a half hours away from me. Yeah, a bit north for you, I think. But uh, that's that's the only time we'll be there this year, I think, so far. So okay. That's what it is right now. And we're doing two nights there. We're doing a, um, a Guns N' Roses tribute one night and then a, a full kind of variety set the second night. So it's going to be fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much. Uh, the LA Maybe, Dallas Dwight. Guys, you got to check them out. If you haven't, check them out. Um, this is uh, Backstage with Spike, episode 82. Be kind to another out there. Be tolerant. Peace. See ya. See ya.